Welcome to episode 100 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. We've made it to a century of episodes, which is probably near, what, 150 hours of recording or so. So if you're still with us from episode one, then we applaud you. Not sure how you do it, but yeah, well done. Uh, Hopefully we can keep going for a good while yet. Lots to catch up on this evening as we recap the action from the rest of the world champs. But before all of that, in a week where air traffic control in the UK went into full meltdown, let me welcome to the show a man who similarly would have gone into full meltdown if we brought back Matt Cloud to question him on all things racing and training since he's left the pod. How's life, Joshua? Yeah, all good. I, I'm amazed as well. We made it to 100. I did not think uh, a year ago, I did not think we would ever get to this point. So... Well done to us, but more well done to people who have actually listened. Yeah, um, I mean we have had a couple of couple of breaks in there, so not not quite a hundred consecutive, but not far. I off. think only one though. What well, one major one? Then we had a week yeah. when I wanted to take a break. Though. I think it was a, a breakdown rather than a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, talking talking of those breakdowns, um, I know some listeners were hoping to hear Matty. Uh, rejoin us for this episode but he's I think in Sweden and not replying to our messages so maybe he'll come back next week but let's just welcome our, our other co-host this evening who yeah he would have also gone to full meltdown if we let Matt back on the show because he would soon realise how soft we've been on Josh in the last year or so so maybe you can go in harder on him tonight Shay. Um, as in Matt would have gone into meltdown because no, we've been soft. Well, yeah, maybe. Either way. We, we're nice and soft on Josh. Yeah, we are these days. Weren't so before. Maybe. Well, maybe when Josh gets back marathon training, we can we can have him in. Yeah, we'll give him a few weeks. Be <laughs> nice. Um, when, when we go and uh, when we go and run like two fourteen at Malaga, we can lay into Josh. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's never going to happen, but yes. <laughs> um, we'll go into some training first. Anyway, um, I actually was just saying to Josh before we recorded that I think this is probably our highest combined mileage for a long time between the three of us. So see if we can get over 300 miles between us three in the next couple of weeks. So... I think the person who did the most was you, Shane. So you can kick us off with Get your in. eighty point nine mile week. Eighty point nine, a nice round number. I think it was actually eighty point nine five. Okay, it's not bad, that is it. And I might be wrong. I think this is actually my highest mileage week of twenty twenty three. Yeah, and- Shane, you don't often go over the eighty mark. Well, I don't, but interestingly, as of yesterday, my seven-day mileage was 90. Let's, I've already told Josh off before about doing the seven-day thing, so. What's wrong with I that? I rate it, Shane. 
Don't worry. I'm I, I had to do it to get to 130. <laughs> Just cramming it all in. Anyway, so um, started off with uh, Monday, the 21st. Um, so, we yes, yeah, so we'd done the long run on the Sunday and the plan was to do the club races up on the Tuesday. So the other lads did the 5K and I... I was going to do the mile and I wanted to do some threshold falls afterwards. So just a short one on the Monday, did just under 40 minutes, 7.23 average, did some strides afterwards. Um, so on Tuesday, I was like, right, I'll do the mile hard. I had no idea if it was going to be like 4.20 or 4.40. Um, and then I wanted to jump on the track afterwards and do some sort of 400 meter efforts. But one of the 400s at threshold, so the idea is that they weren't going to be too hard. The mile, it was quite windy. I got a little bit excited. And my first, well, according to my trace on final surge afterwards, I was well under four minute miling for about 50 seconds. I then popped big time. And I think I sent, did I send you the screenshots, Josh? Um, My pace reached 4.59 pace in the middle <laughs> yeah basically Aaron when you take too long to reply me and Shane just talk, talk to ourselves it's not very nice is it however um, <laughs> Shane was telling me about this mile he did I just assumed you were doing a mile rep on the track did you realize an actual race it was an actual race it's the the LWAC memory mile mate okay one pound of the entry fee goes to the Alzheimer's so um it was not run very sensibly, despite me telling many clients who were doing the 5K to, to pace themselves. Um, it was really windy and all the excuses are there. And I couldn't believe when I actually ran 4.37. Um, that was quite slow. But is what it is. I had less than three minutes recovery. Then I jumped on the track and did some 400. So I think the first one was in about 76. That felt really weird. Um, and then the second one, I think, was 74, and they were pretty much all 74s. I wasn't really looking at my watch or pace. Um, recovery, I think, was between 50 seconds and 70 seconds. Um, however, one of them, uh, I was moving around the track a little bit as well. I was doing like a 100 jog or whatever, and I started one from the 1,500-meter start, and then when I finished, I saw 69. I was like, I'm in great shape. That was rapid. Yeah, I didn't realise I had started at the 15 start and I finished at the 15 steeplechase start. So uh, that rep was a little bit short. <laughs> Oops. That's class. Um, but anyway, all in all, I was pretty good with actually after, after about four, four to five, four hundreds. My It felt like I hadn't even done anything. My legs felt great. So I quite liked that, but that was also the aim. So that was fine. Um I'm actually on the wrong thing. I'm going to have to go on the Strava here. Uh, I can't remember what I did warm up and cool down. I think I did about two and a half miles. Two yeah, miles. Two, and a, two and a half up and then 2.3 down. Ah, Where did you find Oh, Do you know what? I'll go on Garmin. I've not actually the, done my... The 2.3 mile cool down took him 20 minutes, Josh. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, while I was watching the race as well. <laughs> Jogging, jogging, isn't it? That is um, so. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, I did um, 
yeah, ten mile recovery, uh, pretty pretty quick for for me to be fair. That was seven oh four pace, strong. Um, that was on my own actually. And I tell you what, it we've had such crap weather, obviously, and the sun was out for that. So I got my top off and I got a nice little heart rate monitor tan line. Um, what I did like about this run actually is, whilst I'm not really too fussed about what my heart rate does on certain runs i've noticed on some of these easy runs my heart rate's been a bit high last few weeks and it seems to have come back down now where i expect it so it's quite happy with that i also remembered on wednesday that i had a stag do on saturday and i was like ah that's going to mess up my weekend um so a couple of organizational faux pas on my behalf i was trying to rearrange my week so thursday i i did a morning run and not only like, not like an 11.58 a.m., half seven, I did four miles in 30-odd minutes, 30 minutes and six seconds. I uh, did a dog jog around the common because I was like, I might have to chase mileage because uh, there's a chance, the chance of me squeezing out a long run on a Sunday if I drink a lot is probably minimal. This is where my head was at. And then I also had to get a tempo done in the afternoon before coaching. So, um Thursday was a 19 mile day. You're proud of me. That's I'm, pretty pretty big. I'm a, I'm a marathon runner. Quarter your mileage. And you you wait for this, Josh, as well. I'm gonna work backwards from my tempo. Guess what pace my cool down was? I don't know if I'm gonna be impressed or horrified. Yeah. 634. Very good. Very hey, good. Look at that. So the session I did on Thursday was um 40 minute tempo. Uh, at my first threshold, which I'm assuming is going to be close to marathon pace when I start working on that. Um, and then I did 30-second efforts afterwards faster. That tempo, I did a loop uh, around my zone. So anyone linking might know that loop. Aaron, you would have done this uh, this loop. Now, I thought I started into a headwind. So I had a headwind when I started. Then I turned left, and the headwind was really strong. I was like, yeah, it's coming from the north. That's... That's what the weather app said. Then I turned left again, and it got even stronger. So I was quite angry at that. Um, and when I was on my second lap, my pace dropped massive. Like, I think my average pace before I hit before I turned left that final time on my last lap was about 5.28, I think, 5.27. And then I turned into that wind, and my heart rate climbed, and my average pace dropped to about 5.31 instantly. It was horrendous. But it's about effort despite me actually maybe working a little bit too hard into the wind just to try and keep my average down. But then that meant that pretty much all of the 30 seconds had a backwind for, so I got my legs moving for those. And yeah, by the time I'd actually got home, that was um, over 15 miles. I didn't really work it out, so it was actually like beforehand, so I had a few more miles than I expected. Funny, that's the exact same run as I've got planned for tomorrow, which is Thursday. Yes. Without even looking at your training, that's what there you go. happens to be. Three mile up. Four, I've got 40 minutes at 5.30s. We'll see if I get 5.29s as well. Good lad. Um, it's just Malaga. It's what happens. We're getting sync. We know what we're doing. Um, Friday, uh, one of a client. So she actually had a very similar session. Um, so we just sort of ran that with her. So for me, that was 9.2 miles. Probably an average of 7.24. There you go. Um, 
Saturday, I managed to get out for a run before the stag do. So I ran down to the common. I met Ronnie. Uh, he ran with his dog and um, I ran home. So that was just under nine miles at 7.09 pace. What a description of that run. <laughs> I can't actually remember much more than that, to be honest. <laughs> Wouldn't run his dog tries to take me out and uh, he tried a few times. Um, and then... So I was on the stag do on Saturday and we started off by watching the Lincoln game. But they wanted to meet at half 10. So I delayed it an hour for me. I thought I'm going to get my run in and have a breakfast and stuff. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be dead by 12 if I start drinking at half 10. So um, I met them at half 11 and we... I was definitely pissed by the football anyway. But, so this is what, what Ipswich have just come out from there and Lincoln won 3-0 against Blackpool and it was the worst 3-0 I've ever watched. So boring. It was crap. Yeah. That's, there you go, that's English that's League, League one. 1 football for you. <laughs> All right. Just because Ipswich are quality now. Yeah. Um. So, I was drinking from probably about half 11, quarter to 12, and I managed to get home at 3.30am on Sunday morning. Had a lot of alcohol, spent way more money than I could afford. Uh, woke up on Sunday and did a two-hour long run. No. Did you, did you watch the marathon? I did not watch the marathon. That, that was our only communication we had on Saturday, wasn't it? Let me just I can't remember. Let me confirm this. Um, I'm in a group that where this long run is organised on a Sunday, and the it started off with I think nine ish for a long run. Then Shane tried to move it to ten thirty eleven. They got it got agreed on at ten, but there was about I don't know twenty messages getting this down to ten o'clock. So he did well. I'll let him so off. there's e- there's even more. To be fair, I think they originally agreed on half nine. And then I think one of the other lads said, then said 10. I was like, get in. Um, I uh, forgot to tell Bowser. So he's not, he, I thought he was in this group. So he's not in that group. So I told Bowser half nine um, in the morning. I was probably still a bit drunk. And I, I woke up like the run was at, like, I, I think I woke up at like 20 past nine or, or something, which was a complete fluke. Um, didn't manage to tell or, or, and then in the morning the lads kept changing the time in the morning so I think we ended up meeting two lads for quarter past ten me and Ronnie started like that. but um, Mark didn't get a memo from me on time so he turned up at half nine a message from Mark at 20 to 10 saying nobody turned up bastards which I found quite funny um, so anyway um, Ronnie pulled up drove to mine for ten so we did a couple of miles before meeting Jordan and Tom. Met Tom. Tom's like, oh, just saw Matt when he threw Netland. <laughs> so he and he said, oh, he looked quite mardy. I was like, yeah, he'd met me at half nine, and he did, and no one came. So um, I'd be so angry. He, oh, That'd be two I, hours hard. I think I think I think Matt was angry, but um, the amount of times he's done that to us, so never mind. And it wasn't deliberate. I do apologise. Um, so anyway, the long run. Yeah, talk to me. Well, I was hanging for the whole lot. 
it was horrendous. And I got to about, I think we're about, or well, I was about 14 miles. And I just said to the lads, I was like, I'm going to stop for a little while. Um, I'll see you guys later. So they ran away from me and I stopped. It probably, it felt like a 10 minute rest, but maybe it wasn't quite that long. But I stopped at, um, about three miles away and I honestly thought I was going to die. I was so thirsty. I felt so sick. I didn't I didn't know what was going to come first. I was going to pass out, throw up or shit myself. It was one of those three. And I had no control over which one. So I was like, I'm going to have to stop. Um, a lovely girl ran past me and said hi. And I basically just like blanked her because I was dead. Started running again and my average pace dropped rapidly. And it was so, so difficult to get home. And when I got home, I didn't move for about 20 minutes. I nailed a kind of sprite, which felt like it was eating the insides of my face. And I just sat with the front door open in the doorway, head in my hands, just like, why? Why? And I'd originally also agreed in the afternoon to go on a bike ride uh, with lads from work and a few of the girls from work. And uh, normally it's it's a pizza ride. So we ride, go to a pizza place, have pizza and ride home. I met them at the pizza place. It, it wasn't a fun afternoon. And we're, what, we're recording on a Wednesday and I'd probably say I'm about 95% not hungover anymore. So probably still about 5% hangover in me. Solid. And after a week. So I was proud of myself. I did a morning run. I navigated my typical organisational errors and... I got a long one done on a hangover. I, have you got any signs of illness yet? My voice is a bit hoarse today. <laughs> I thought you sounded a little bit off when you came on the call, and now it makes sense. Um, I think I'll be all right. We'll what, type, what type of is it? Hmm? What type of force is your throat? Anyway. Um, so, any more big nights out before Malaga? Um... I've got two weddings and a stag do in the next few weeks. Jane, you know you don't have to drink at them. Oh, you do? I'm I'm the king of going to like events like that and just having water. I'm so good at it. And that's why you're not invited to any. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, because we, we normally have a threshold, don't we, where we start to lose our heads. And I've realised my threshold is like half a pint. So... It's prop. It's be honest. It's a, a look at a pine. I'm like, that looks good. I'll just have two, and then by the time I've had two, I'm I've committed to having a lot more. So, I mean, to be fair, off two, I'd be pissed. So, you <laughs> done better than me. <laughs> but anyway, that was my week. Good Eighty-one week. miles. Um. So, we just need to go ahead and book flights and accommodation to Malaga now. Um, I've got I've gotten my notifications for the flights. They're still coming down, so I'm I'm okay. biding time. You, you let me know. I know a lot of people are already fully booked, and there's us lots sat here, the ones who were meant to be going. I can just see not going. Um, it, even though we've got, we we've got it, we're fine. All right, Josh. Um, I think you were the lowest mileage last week, but you can go next. Fine. Um, so. Mileage is still coming up, actually. Quite a nice sort of trajectory if you look at my Strava. Um, so Monday, I was in London. Oh, I've just kicked off my week. Disaster. Um, Monday, I was in London. So I'd just come back from Peterborough. Got leaving uh, to go back to Cardiff. 
Um, so I stayed at my uncle's new house, actually, um, which is pretty close to Hampstead Heath. So I did eight miles around there, pretty hilly. Um, and it's, it's one of those ones where you can't really make the time back up down the hills um, because they're so sort of like steep or like off-roady. So I did two laps around the Heath, uh, eight miles, 635s. And yeah, I, I tried to run on some trails I've not run on before, sort of on the, if you look at a map on the west, sort of northern side, they're really, really nice, actually. So would highly recommend. Um, they're like a big house up there. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but exactly, I literally ran around the top of that and then back. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the night of the 10,000 evenings i went for a run with somebody mm. yeah no it's really nice and got them lost around there but i did i did like ross braid you said finding some yeah. <laughs> and ross braden's done you there insane yeah probably the first to discover them yeah and i, I think you two must have just been looking at that and both liked it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good uh so yeah that was monday then tuesday uh lunchtime i went and did 30 minutes on the bike um, just like this, my double pretty much sort of shake my legs out. And then I've moved up from 400. So I did 10 by 600 off 90 seconds. And um, give a shout out to my school friends, actually, a guy called uh, Chris Boyden. He absolutely won't listen to the podcast, but um, he he started doing a little bit of running at the beginning of the year. Um, and I got him on the track. So he wanted to, he wants to sort of keep it up. So I was like, come down um just try something different and that would have been the first time since school it had been on the track so he uh he enjoyed it killed him on the warm-up as well which was quite funny um he's a, he's a chain you should go drinking with him he's a very good drinker well, but, no, uh, um, at that as well <laughs> um so yeah those reps um from memory i was like one four i'm just gonna look on do you know what annoys me on strava on your phone you can't see uh laps I'm okay. gonna look on I can I can give them to you. Just I um, think they're between 145 and 147. On your track sessions. Yesterday yeah. 10 800s. Yeah. Hazard a guess at next week. Go on. Ten Ten by K. K. I reckon so. <laughs> um you went Yeah, so yeah, about one forty five, one forty seven ish. Yeah, one forty five, one forty five, one forty five, one forty seven. 146, 145, 145, 145, and then Big Hero, 143. Yeah, and I'm going to put it out there. They'd have all been 145 if there wasn't people running in lane three, jogging, which is, I think I'd have ran last week, so I'm not going to continue. Um, and then I did two more warm down. I was going to do three, but um, it was getting late and I really needed to get back to Cardiff and I missed the train anyway, so I could have done three miles. So I got to Paddington at nine o'clock. Next train was until 10 to 10. So by the time I got home, it was about quarter to one. It was pretty Cowboy painful. Time. Sorry? Cowboy time. What's that? 10 to 10. 10 to 10. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wednesday, uh, did my normal eight mile loop from the house. Uh, picked Sam up as well on the way. Um, so that was eight miles, six twenty twos. Then Thursday, I did thirty minutes. Uh, say pretty much what I was doing on Tuesday, just a little shakeout, um, and went up Castle Cock. I got butchered, by the way, for my pronunciation of this the other week. 
But I mean, I don't understand how you can say any differently. That is what it looks like. So I'm going to continue. Um, and then sort of, yeah, it was a really shitty loop, actually. It was kind of around a, a lot of traffic light. So a lot of stuff in the starting. So I won't be doing that again. Um, and then in the evening, so I'm going to come to this at the end of my week. But I've been trying some new shoes. I think I mentioned I bought them. I made a very, very bad error in the fact that I tried the Adidas ones and I didn't wear any socks. This was mainly because I didn't, I only really like doing wearing like racing shoes with thin socks. I don't like wearing thick ones. Um, so I had three miles, then two miles with three minute jog in between. And that was at sort of threshold pace. So as you can see in the picture on my Strava, I realized about two miles in, my shoe was rubbing a little bit. At the end of the three mile, I stopped. I thought, oh, there's quite a lot of blood in that. And I was like, this is only going to get worse. At the end of the two mile, I couldn't really put shoes on. I, I took them off, went to warm down. I was like, absolutely not. Um, so I didn't warm down after this. And I've actually still got plasters on both of my uh, feet because both of my Achilles look like that. So it's pretty sore. But the, the um, session itself, so I actually forgot my watch and I used uh, Maddie's. So the three miles was uh, 14.57 and the two miles went 9.52. And Aaron, you're probably going to set comment on the on the uh, GPS. So go it's on. one of the most disgraceful traces I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's funny you say that because Shane and I have done some analytical uh, work on it. So yeah, I, what, I called it shit. So what I did is I mapped it in preparation for this, and actually I've run faster than what my watch says. Right? How do you work that one out? Well, I mapped, I mapped the loop, okay. and I mapped where I started and where I stopped using using what to, to map it. Mapometer. Uh, the, the, there lies your problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, yeah, the GPS is brilliant. To be fair, but. It's pretty much just over a mile loop. So I was looking roughly what I was going through and it was pretty consistent. So, it, I mean, the effort was there, even if, if it was a little bit slow, a little bit faster, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and the, the, to fine. be honest, mo actually, when I looked at the GPS, where it's bad, I was jogging and it's where I started and stopped strides. So most of it is consistently the right direction. But it's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's it's noticeably different to the Garmin watch. Oh, yeah, it's shit. The, do you know what the biggest difference is? The first half a mile. And I'm not going to state the watch because we were giving it free on the podcast. But <laughs> um, the first half a mile, it'll be like 7.30, 7.30, oh, 6.30. Just like clicky fingers like that. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand. To be honest. So I used the same watch the day after and it did exactly that, 7.30s for the first half a mile. And I was like, oh, 6.30s. I thought I just felt horrendous. But um, no, apparently not. So I went... Um, My watch does that, but it stays at 7.30s the whole time. <laughs> so I ran uh, from Maddie's back to my house, which is that famous, I know you hated it, Aaron, before when I was doing it. It's uphill the whole way. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I averaged what six twenty threes. The last mile flattens off. I, was, I didn't realize I was running that as quick as I was, but it was five fifty, uh, five forty eight. Um, 
I might have had a little bit of a tail in there as well, to be fair. So that was Friday. Then Saturday, uh, I did eight miles. Um, and this one, I felt pretty good, actually. So the first first few miles are just up the TAF, um, started at 6.30s. And at the turn point, um, it's a little bit downhill coming back. And it ended up probably more of a bit of a progression run. And to be honest, I'd spoken to Alex the day before, my physio, and he sort of said, we can start to move on Saturdays towards, uh, as in like the next week towards sort of another session. So I kind of knew I was running a bit quicker than easy, but I wasn't really too worried because he said that. So um, I, I thought this was a progression run. No, no, no. It was just a, I went, it was an easy run. And like I say, I knew I was running quicker than easy, but I felt pretty good. So I just carried on. Um, but it, it's perfectly progressed, isn't it? Yeah. On a, yeah. And now, do you know what? I don't, like I say it before, I don't have auto lap on. That was just me running off field. And I was like, oh, I feel pretty good. Um, so I averaged 601s, but the last few miles were like 551, 547, 544, 553, uh, sorry, 533. Um, yeah, so that was pretty good. And like, that's just in Vomero's as well. It's not like I'm wearing flats or anything. And then last run of the week, I did 14 with Dan. Uh, so back, back to the longer stuff with him. Um, so first mile was 6.37s and then pretty much the rest sort of six minute mile in. So it ended up 14 in total at 6.04 average. That's good. And he did uh, a little bit more. He did 18. And that is my week. So that? one, so gone. What total was it, mileage? Um, it was 61.5. It would have been a bit more, but I dropped three mile warm down and one mile from uh, the Tuesday. So it w- I was planning on 65, but a bit less. So a little bit more this week as well. Before you go into the shoes, um, you said Alex is talking about up in your Saturday session. So is he still setting yeah. your session? Uh, no. It, so it was he was kind of doing it weekly and then Rob would like plan that out. Um, now we've kind of moved a little bit away from that as in Alex basically said, before Great South, aim for four weeks of whatever um, and then build, build Tuesday um and then build, yeah, uh, Thursday as well. So, and then Rob's Rob's just doing that. So it was just randomly I, I was talking to him on something else, um, and he mentioned that. Um, so you've got shoes and an announcement to make. Yeah, well, ooh, announcement. I've probably you've probably bigged that up too much. Um, <laughs> I saw Jane's face. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, shoe wise. So I wore the Adidas on Thursday. And I'm going to put it out there. First impression, better than Nike's. I'm going to say that. Genuinely, for now, I'm no. Honestly, I think they're. I think because I land so forefoot, the forefoot. I wouldn't even say they're like springs. They're like pogo sticks. Honestly, they're ridiculous. Um, I would definitely, definitely race in them for sure. Which probably leads me on nicely to my announcement. So hot off the press, five minutes before we're recording. I'm going to do the Welsh road relays next weekend. And I'm going to take Josh Griffiths down. For a car, dear. There you go. Yeah. What distance is the leg? 5.5k, I think. 5.4k, something like that. Well, see if you can break uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, you overdid the announcement on that. Um, I'm so also going to say... You're going to wear the Adidas. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure. So, and that leads me on to the next point. I did a track session last night. I did 10 by 800. The ASICs, I hated them doing strides. But then when I got a few reps in, I was like, oh, these actually feel pretty good. Um, and I think at like 10K pace, I think they're pretty good as well. What so, better speed sky. Ah, uh, I can't remember what they're called. The ones Josh wears. I just sent them to him. I said, "Are these right?" He said, "Yeah." So, green. They're green ones. They they clash pretty bad with my yellow top. I tell you that. Asics Meta Speed. I think I think they're Meta Speed Sky Plus. I think. Yeah, I think that could be right. But my my gut feeling is, I think I'd wear them for like a ten k, and I think I'd wear adidas or the vapor fly vapor fly three for like a half marathon i really don't know i think you could wear the adidas or i'm kind of i know i did all my stuff in spain in vapor fly twos but i think the forfeit in them is just so minimal i'd wear the threes or i mean i'd consider alpha fly ones um i don't think i'd wear the alpha fly two for anything You've I've got the Alpha Shay, I've got all of them. Don't worry about that. Alpha which which cut which colorway? <laughs> Alpha Fly Three should be out. Yeah, that's what I'm. What, I'm, what, I'm eyeing them. What do they? How do they look in comparison to the twos and ones? Uh, they look pretty bulky, but I found they uh, looking at them, they don't look as wide as the twos. I think the twos are really really wide in. I just didn't get much sort of feeling out the front of them. I think it very much depends how you run as well, because like if you look at how I land versus how Aaron lands, they're very different. Um, but I liked the ones. I thought I got a bit more propulsion from them, where I don't think I got that from the twos, to be honest. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I saw them in person at London because quite a few people had them, like Brett Robinson. And I would say they look better than the twos, but I don't know if I would prefer them to the ones. But I mean, I would only consider Alpha Flies for a marathon anyway, I think. I think they're just too slow otherwise. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice having a few to try because um, yeah. that wasn't there a few years ago. Mm. But my one recommendation would be wear socks. Fair enough. Good stuff. So let me just quickly go through my week. Monday, I was in the office, got out at lunchtime, did a loop over Haddon Mountain, which isn't a mountain, it's just a hill. So I did 8.8 miles, 705s, just over an hour. Pretty humid, I think, on that run, but all good. Um, nice to actually do a longer loop from the office again. On Tuesday morning... I was in the office again, so I went down to the lake for an early start with Phil Martin and Alex Gibb, who were doing, well, they'd planned for three by 4K off 1K floats. And I agreed to that without really knowing what, what I could do. Anyway, let me see. What, I can't remember what time it started. I think it warmed up at like, yeah, just before seven. So... Did a couple of mile warm-up, a couple of laps. Phil needed to go to Starbucks to sort himself out. So he, uh, me and Alex did an extra lap, an extra mile. Yeah, so session-wise, I think Phil was leading it and he wanted to go 
something like five or three thirties, then three twenty fives for the second and third. But let me go into my. I don't know if I've got the splits here. It's annoying because I don't have. I just have got auto lap. Well, it's got my first my first rep. This right here is why everybody needs to turn off auto lap. Correct. Why? Because you don't need it. Then why you can just see your reps? I, but I, I didn't. I didn't even. I just. It would have just split the whole rep. I wanted to see each K. Yeah, I oh, like that. Anyway, but basically, by by the looks of this, it says five thirty three, five thirty three. Then for the last point four seven, five thirty three. So let's assume it's five thirty three pace. However, I feel like we picked up in the second half. I took it on and without realizing, picked it up a bit, and then went into the K flow, and I was expecting near a four minutes for this K flow. And they were smashing it. I think around like a three forty-five. And I was like, "That's not fun." And then started the next rep, and we ran five twenty-twos. Me and Alex did because I think we got a bit excited. So we we're about to start the the next K flow, and I just could feel my legs. It was more my legs weren't conditioned for the pace. Um, rather than I, I felt okay and it was more like a i thought a smart decision to not batter myself i could have done the extra rep but i would have been in a bit of a hole and i just didn't think i needed it i thought that's 9k at pr pretty much near 530 average so that that will do for now um probably a little bit quicker so I didn't do the last rep. Phil saw that I dropped out and he dropped out and Alex carried on for the last rep. I can't remember what he did, but anyway, that was, uh, we did two and a half mile cool down. So solid morning's work. Wednesday, I want to watch the world champs before we recorded the pod. So I delayed, well, I couldn't really get out of my run. So I hopped on the treadmill and I was watching the women's 5K heats and got a bit excited and did a, did a Josh Lund progression run. But mine was intentional and it was not easy. Good. So I think I did something like, I think I did like a mile easy-ish, like 6.45 pace and then cranked it all the way from like 6.24 down to 5.15 for the last mile. So, yeah, a little bit too hard, but that was 12 miles in an hour 12. So just under six minute mile on average, which, yeah, destroyed me, I think, on Thursday. So Thursday, it was really humid again. Like, oh, that treadmill session was disgusting. The amount of sweat flying off me. Like, Eliza came outside. I made her not come near the treadmill because she would have got covered in, in sweat flying off me. Um but Thursday, I went, the, this run is start by going down the hill. And I was a couple of mile in, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't feel, I don't feel too bad here. Like this is, this is okay. Um, and I was sort of down to seven minute mile in. Then you go up a hill and around like a 718. And then I 
had to go across a footpath and over some hills. Honestly, at three miles, I could have, I nearly called Jenny. I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to finish this run. Like, it just seemed like such a long way home. Anyway, I got, I got it done. Um, was it 10 miles, 703s ish? If, if somebody would have offered me a lift at any point, I would have taken it. So what happened then on Thursday night was well, actually Friday morning because I was off work. I got up Friday morning and was going to do a session and I was just so tired. So I went out the door and thought, I'll do, I'll do 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 709s. Felt awful. was like, that's all I'm doing today. That's, I can't do anything more. So I decided my legs haven't felt good in about five years. So I bought everything possible to make myself recover better. So started off low, light, went for protein recovery powder. Um, then bought an ice bath to Shane's disgust. Then because that got such a bad reaction from Shane, I bought some uh, boot recovery things, which is sat down here. Um, so, yeah, my legs should be like Josh's now, shouldn't they? And with point out what you, you texted me yesterday. Oh, well, I'll do, so I'll do that. About the pressure. Oh, let's do it now. Yeah, so I had them, I put them on. They came straight, I, as soon as they came in my house, I said, I'm putting these on, see what, see what they're like. I've never worn them. And... There's, I think, seven settings on it going from like 80 whatever of pressure to 220 maybe. And I thought, well, I'll stick it on. I, I seem to remember Josh has told me just sticks on the highest setting. So yeah. I stuck on 180, which is like the third from the highest. And right, it just did my feet first. I was like, that's a bit intense. And it got to my hamstrings. Honestly, it thought like they were going to pop. Like it actually hurt. So I text Josh. I was like, "What setting do you put them on?" He's like, "The highest." I was like, "Yeah, but what is that?" And we both googled it at the same time. I think the normal text highest is what one twenty. I'm not. Yeah, one twenty, and I think yours went up to like one eighty or two hundred or something. Two twenty, I think. I think I had it on one eighty, and I'm not sure if that's exactly the same level, but it was intense. So I've started off lower now um and it was more enjoyable but anyway we'll i'll review those next week when i've used a bit more have you been in your ice bath i've been in there every day my legs feel great after an ice bath i i know like you showed you and i've seen the evidence there's not much evidence for for them doing much but it's more just how i perceive them to benefit me well, that's that's subjective recovery, isn't it? Yeah. So that's that's what it's for. Yeah. I don't want to see any more seven minute mile runs then. Just spend all this money. Well, um, we'll see about that. <laughs> um. So Friday, I had off, but only did that jog for thirty minutes. So when I decided that, Hannah texted me earlier in the week saying, "Did I want to do her session?" with her because I'd set her a long old session for Saturday, um, which initially was 
6K, 5K, 4K, 3K, 2K, 1K, off a K. Shane's pointing at me. You got that straight off the Active Edge Marathon plan? No. Okay. I think I've got it off, off Marin's marathon plan, off Canova, off that thing I pay for. Maybe that's where I got it from as well then. Yeah, anyway. I think I've done similar session, but not that one. But she wanted to do park run as the 5k effort, which is fair enough. I said I'd meet her for eight o'clock. So I think I did a mile before meeting her. Then we did a couple of mile jogs, three mile jog. Part one, I stopped my watch by accident. Then we got into the session and started with, I changed it to, she works in miles. Um, I didn't have case splits on, so I changed it to miles instead. So we did a four mile at marathon pace and went out on the park. So the park run course goes to the end of the dam and you can get about 1.8 miles. So we did a loop of the car park. It's annoying because you have to go through a few gates. So I had to run ahead and try and open a gate for her. So we did four mile marathon pace. And I think I wanted her to run 6.25-ish. And we did for mile three and four, mile one, two, a little bit slower. But we did, so we did mile easy at seven minute mile in. Went into park run and she ran a PB. So I think we ran 17.50. I think it was like five. 45 pace and it's pretty strong wind on the way back as well um so that was impressive i then by accident stopped my watch again so i need to go into part three was another mile jog then we did two and a half mile at marathon pace half mile jog one and a half mile at marathon pace half mile jog one and a half mile at marathon pace half mile jog one mile half marathon pace so kind of the equivalent six five four three two one, but instead of the three and two, we just did two one and a half miles basically, and it actually worked out. To, I think thirteen and a half mile of effort, whereas the other one is thirteen point one because our recovery is not as not as long, being half mile instead of a k. Um, now this was all done on the park run course, and. At the end of the park ground course, I told you I found this car park. The car park loop is 700 metres. I I wanted to do the whole session around there. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah let me do one rep, but then she was like, no. Um, ben Butler's committed laps or miles, which is a fair point. So second time in a week, I've I've gone to my watch instead of laps, but that's because I didn't know the lap existed. But I will be using that in future if it's not windy. So all in all, I think that was 21 and a bit miles on Saturday morning or before 10 o'clock. Um, then Sunday morning, I joined Nat Freeman. He wanted to do 10. So I said, I think I've got a loop. Turned out to be near 11. Did a few trails, 7.35s, Hour 23, nice and easy. And I started to feel like I turned a corner with some fitness. Long runs seem to bring me on so quickly. Like, it's the three long Honestly, runs. Honestly, yeah. 
Three. That's what it takes. Well, mine was just one. <laughs> well, I did it. I did it in three parts. There you go. That's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this week's been been great so far. So I just wanted to sit. I think that was a seventy. I've lost my thing. I think it was at seventy six. Seventy eight point six. Seventy eight point six. Now, I had seen <laughs> Shane's weekly total. So on Sunday, I did consider doubling. But I thought that's a silly idea just to beat Shane. But yeah, another week, seven days of running, up to nearly 80 miles. So this week, hopefully up to 90. The road to Malaga is happening. Um, I know a few people have, have messaged probably you, Shane, as well, and asking what sort of time we're going for. And like, I don't know is the honest answer. I will see what happens over the next few weeks. I'm working towards at the moment marathon pace stuff being around 5.30 pace and we'll go from there. If that feels too hard, dial it back. It feels okay. Hopefully build on it each week and see what happens. Yeah, I think I'll just comment quickly on that. Like I'm, I've, I've set this 2.20 to 2.24 window and it is based on the fact that I think marathon pace might be around about 5.30 but I'm now on week three of what I'll call my base training I respond fast to base training. Um, so next week, that same effort might be 525, which is a huge difference over a marathon. But it doesn't mean that will also be marathon pace. I think it's just you've got to give your body a chance of um, you, you've got to listen to your body rather than just, well, this this links into maybe something you might come to, Aaron. You have to give your body a chance rather than plucking a time out of the air. Yeah, which was going to be my rant, but I'll save it for another week because I don't think we've got time for me to rant oh. again. Yeah, I don't think you can pluck anything out there. You've got to just see what happens. I think Shane's saying he responds well to base training. The only problem with Shane is he just doesn't respond well to specific training. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens after he gets through the base. Um, the 15 weeks of base, mate, that's me. What you should do. Um, Strava leaderboard, Josh, you got it open? Probably not. Uh, I can. Uh, oh, I I won't be able to get on my phone for last week. I got it. Don't again you. another floor in Strava. Don't you worry about that, Joshua. Last week, Jasper McDowell topped the leaderboard, 152 miles. It's a big old week. Carew is from Lincoln, up to 140 miles last week. That's a lot of running by Carew. He's going big. What's he doing? Is he come to Malaga? I'm not sure. That's that's 18 hours of running. Yeah. Um, Jake Barrowcraft third, 117. Um, I, can I on on Jake just quickly? I'm just going to give him a little shout out because he's doing a challenge at the minute where he's running from rugby school to Paris in I think two weeks. So he's doing basically a marathon a day. That's why his uh, his mileage has been pretty high. Um, Any reason? Do you know what? I I don't know if there is a reason. Um. But he's not running that slowly. Like, I'm just looking at his driver now. Today, he did 16 miles this morning, 7.07s. And he'll probably go out this evening and probably do similar. Um, so, yeah, he's. I'll, I'll find out. I'll ask him. Sally O'Gorman topped 111.0. She's got 7.07 average for you, Josh. It's a bit of a lower mileage week this week. Judith Nixon, she's second, 88 miles. Eva E is 79 miles. She's probably third. So 
what should we move on to? I was going to move on listen, to... Listen to questions? Yeah, but I didn't put anything out there because I was planning on, on a certain Matt Clouds coming on and was going to give him some listener questions. But that failed, so we might have to do that next week, you know. Should we just skip on to news? I know it's not the... Yeah. So we, we covered the men's 1500 live on show last week. Had some lovely feedback about our excellent commentary. I presume people are being sarcastic saying we we commentated well, but who knows. So Worlds finished on Sunday. From a British perspective, it was a big success. 10 medals, which matched the record tally from 1993. I don't... When you've got half of them in the relay, so I just can't see it as a success. And that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want it to be a success because that sort of vindicates yeah. their decision-making of taking a smaller team, which still wasn't right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they said in the commentary of the BBC, it does. It's like, uh, it's they will use that as this is, this is a good thing, but they need to look at the missed opportunities. Because... Say, for example, right, if Ben Patterson hadn't have run the time on the last day, he wouldn't have gone. Yeah. And obviously he medals. So I think that's a prime example, in my opinion. So the 1500 final, which we did live on the show. So Josh Kerr took the win, 3.29. From Jakobin and Britson. Narve Nordas was third. Kip Sang just outside that. What have you made of Jakob's reaction to to losing that fifteen hundred meter final? He just said he was ill, didn't he? I, yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he won the five k. So yeah, so he. Uh, if people haven't heard, he said he wasn't at a hundred percent for fifteen hundred meter final. I think he said he was ill a couple of days before. Thought he was feeling better. However, he came back qualified for the 5k final and then then won it and then after that i think his comment was about josh kerr they said somebody said do you want to say anything about josh kerr and he just said oh he's the next he's just the next next best runner so it's just almost like if somebody if i wasn't there of course he would have won so he didn't congratulate him it's just it just sounds a bit bitter about it all which yeah that's what would happen if one of you should beat me in a race. Yeah, I, I don't mind people, you know, being a bit annoyed for a few seconds, but you still got to congratulate the other person, haven't you? Moving on for the 1500 final, as quickly as my internet connection whirls around, which on World Athletics' website is pretty slow because it's terrible. It is. Do you know what? I, I thought this last week when I, I was trying to follow the, the marathon. It is pathetically bad. It kept crashing every night because of traffic. Women's marathon's the next one. Um, you watch it, Josh? I did. I got up, watched that. So I saw some of it before I went for that long run. It was obviously warm. So it was always going to be a bit of a burn up, wasn't it? My prediction. Shankuli, the 214 girl, took the win in 224 from Gabriel Selassie, in, also in 224.34. And Gardadi was third from Morocco in 225. So two Ethiopians and a Moroccan. 
and it was it was nearly three Ethiopians. They were they were actually well clear, and Danale died. Like I'm amazed she finished because she her arms were like this. She was, you know, um, ah, oh, what was her name? Theresa May when she does that dancing on the stage. That's what she looked like at about thirty eight k. <laughs> it was brilliant. What what happened to Gemachu, the other Ethiopian? She drops back. Uh, I think she dropped out. Um, not early, but not too close to the finish. Like those those three Ethiopians were miles clear. Um, yeah, like last lap, pretty much, or lap to go. And British wise, Natasha Cockrum finished thirtieth in two thirty five thirty four. Um, which. If you look at a lot of the others, it, you're not far off. Like everyone being about eight minutes or so off their PB, so mm. not a bad run in the grand scheme. I know she was a bit poorly, I think, leading into it. Maybe she had the Jakob cold, so no use that excuse. Um, but yeah, it looked like a a warm. Well, it's been very warm in Budapest. They started at seven o'clock, didn't they? So. Look like a warm morning. Saturday evening, we had men's 800 final. Watch this one, Josh. Mate, I watched all of them. The British hope going to this was Ben Patterson making his first major final. I want to say he's 21. Is he still at Loughborough? Mm-hmm. I liked, even this semi final, I like his, his simplicity of his interviews. He seems just like a normal 21 year old lad, doesn't he? Um, did, did did you like his haircut? Smooth. It is. A line on the side. What he did for his uh, pre-camera thing, didn't he? Sort of collide across his hair. But anyway, um, the Canadian took the win. Marco Arop in one forty-four point two. Wan Yonyi was from Kenya was second in one forty-four point five, and then Ben Patterson took a bronze for our first global 800 medal since kelly holmes was it or uh well i think i think men wise it's like at nine it's peter elliott's yeah like 1987 or something he's like ages and ages i think kelly holmes jenny meadows are the others off the top of my head anyway either way yeah very, very good result um and there was fast finishes from from ben of spain and mula of algeria masala of Botswana was there um, but Patterson held them off women's 5k final or 5,000 metres I should say so Faith Kipyagon took the win 14.53 from Savannah Sand 14.54 and Beatrice Chebet 14.54 I was a bit annoyed with some of the tactics again by by these women surely you know I mean, it, let's so quickly. Faith Kipyegon ran a 56 last lap in this race. Well, I think she matched the time she ran in a 1500 last lap, which was again ridiculous 56. If you know that Faith Kipyegon has just can win the 1500 meters at a canter and can run 800 meters with the best in the world, if not the best. Why would your tactics be to leave this to the last twelve hundred before you wind it up? Like, 
Yeah. You got so unless you're Sifanasan. Yeah, so I get I get Sifanasan, like that's fine. But but the others in the race, the Ethiopians, um like they just surely you've got to run it at I don't know, fourteen twenty type pace and hope that's gonna burn off some of her finish or fourteen like there's just no points letting her dictate, is there? She's gonna beat you. Like she can run a fifty six last lap in a five thousand. It's it's unbelievable. Um but yeah, she took the win. Last day, men's marathon I'll admit I didn't watch a lot of this because again I went out for a run. But you can so, so actually I, I actually went to I set my alarm five fifty five to watch this. And it's funny because Dan Hamilton did exactly the same thing because we ran together. It wasn't on BBC Sport on the website. It was on iPlayer. And at six in the morning when I'm sort of scrolling around trying to find it, I fell asleep before I found it. <laughs> so I woke up <laughs> and I'd missed the first hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so Kaplan Gat of Uganda took the win in 208.53 from Teferi of Israel and... Gebra Selassie of Ethiopia. I when I was watching this because the guy in fifth, Stephen Kisser, he fell when he was in the the lead group. I think he's the guy who, at a previous Olympics or World Champs, the Ugandans set off at the front in the ten k, didn't they, and just let him like run to the front. Yeah, and then nobody went with him. Hola was up there, and I think at thirty eight k, he decided enough was enough. Um. And he's on the he's on the start list for Sydney Marathon in a couple of weeks' time, so they've they've given him a massive payday getting back to Sydney Marathon, and he's gone and rocked up at the World Champs, just done a thirty eight k tempo and gone. Ah, I'll go collect my money in Sydney. What did you make of the race, Josh? Well, I mean, I watched so I skipped the first hour because I did go back and I sort of watched it in thirty second bursts, but they it was pretty aggressive from. Uh, what was the guy's name he won again? Kipling, that. Yeah, he was pretty aggressive because um, he kept breaking up. The but, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, the ferry ran really well. He, after his, I mean, he he kind of got dropped and then after his fall was obviously dropped, sort of got dropped again, but he gradually sort of worked his way back up um, and he caught... Um, the guy came third literally in the last like 50 meters and he was out he was in a world of trouble um but it was interesting because it was uh nn came first second and third which i thought was uh quite good for them yeah um just moving down the list there was there was a good run by zach uh panning of usa 211 my favorite though josh in I think his 18th place, Medi Frere is on Strava. So go take a look at some of his his easy runs, Josh. You'll be horrified. He does a lot of mileage, I'll give him that, but there were some easy easy runs at eight forties in there, Josh. That's why he ended up in a wheelchair at the end. Uh men's five thousand and women's 800 we've got left so men's 5,000 we just briefly spoke about Jakob took the win 
13-11 for Mo Katia, 13-11. And Jacob Crop Katia led to the last 50 metres. Just didn't quite have it. But again, I was looking at this race going, surely like Jeltcher and Gebrewet, they've been running 12.45 all year. Take it out at 12.45 pace. Like, I, I just thought, I know they're not coached by the same people, but you'd have thought those three in our gallery, the three Ethiopians would have maybe worked together to make it a decent pace to negate Jakob doing exactly what we knew it would do if it was left to a bird up. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree massively. You had the two people left, like Katir and Ingebrigtsen, like they're the two 15 5k winners. You just played into their hands perfectly. Yeah. It is, I don't know if this has always been the case, but I thought even more so in this champs, there's been a lot more people who have doubled 15 and 5k that way around. And be more successful at the 5k. It always used to be kind of the 5-10k double, didn't it? And whereas on, yeah. On that note as well, though, to be fair, um that was also Yakov's mistake in the 1500. Yeah. He ran it exactly the same way, and he's going he he was he's going up against someone who's going to batter him over an 800 meters. Yeah, but but Jakob, yes, in Diamond Leagues, he needs to go through, he's been going through quick and he's been paced, but these these three Ethiopians have been running the Diamond Leagues together, so I don't know. I know maybe then they don't they're not friends, but let's just say us three were in the race and we're like, well, what's our best chance of a medal? Well, if we all run it alone, well, why don't we just take a lap each or a K each? Even if you're not mates, though, if you're from the same country or the same type of runner and you know you've got a Jakob or a Moketeer in in there who's fast over 5k anyway one of you would take it make it hard and then someone should just naturally take over you would have thought um yeah. maybe not Kajalcha because I mean I don't know he did he used to be rapid I don't know if he's still got that turn of speed at the end but maybe he was thinking he could rely on his kick yeah um, they've, done, they've done the 10k haven't they as well so um yeah maybe it's taken its toll um Possibly. We'll finish with the 800. Uh, Mary Mora took the win in 156 flat, which is a PB for her. Keely Hodgkinson, Great Britain second, and eighth thing, Moo third in 156.6. Um, Moo did a lot of the work in this race. And so, I mean... Keely and Mary Mora just passed her in the last, well, just after the last bend. Um, so, yeah, potentially she's not done a lot of racing. I don't think Mew has this season, so that took its toll. Um, but yeah, I think Josh predicted this one as Mora taking it one last week. Yeah, I, I, I said it's a matter of probably watching. I just, I don't know, I just didn't think he would win. There was no real reason behind it, but yeah, Jeremy Ricci, uh, fifth in a in 157. It's a good performance from her. Adele Tracy was also in that final, no run for Jamaica. She finished seventh in a PB of 158. So, um, good chance for her. Yeah. Yeah. PBs in the semis and the final. Any other thoughts about the world champs? I think we just said it before. There's lack of Brits was demoralizing, made me not want to watch it as much. Yeah. There just wasn't 
you know, I was watching some of the distance events and there just wasn't that just extra bit there to keep you watching all the races. That's about it, boys. Anything happening in your weeks next week? Um, I'm off on annual leave this week, so I've got two exams next week, so I'm studying pretty hard. I'm also, there's something I've struggled with before, eating after sessions, and I've had quite a bad, some more pain, so I'm giving up Red Bull. I think it's caffeine. That's big, big news for me, because I'll probably have one a day. Shane? No. Just do some running, do some work. Uh, I'm currently reading, uh, about to read um, a bit of, that's fantastic, a bit of bit something for Josh. Oh, it's, it's reversed. Overreach endurance athletes demonstrate alterations in exercise carbohydrate utilization. Applicable to training monitoring. I don't know what that means, but sounds shit. It means you need to eat more. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's it. What are you doing, Aaron? Training. Oh, we're well, back to being boring then. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I've got much, much on this week. Um, so, trying to get some doubles in. I did double last night and it required a lot of... Do you know what? Running after you've had tea is not a good thing. Been so, the doubles, long singles, I swear it's that. Yeah. Can't. yeah. Long singles. Tell the child, get back to the long run. Uh, it's all about the doubles on the treadmill. Although, in my, in a garage, I've got a whole stack of shoes in the garage, usually ones which I don't like or old. I stuck on a pair of Sockney Triumphs from about five years ago. They were not ideal. <laughs> so I need to buy some new shoes. Is somewhere. Um, maybe get you in from Aeros, mate. Maybe some more recovery products. I don't feel like I've got enough around me. Yeah, you you need to get 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 some more compression uh, tights. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll let you know how they go. I was expecting like instant legs to feel hundred percent better, but they don't do that, Josh. No, it just means you can you can bang out hard runs day to day. Easily, we'll see when I go out in a minute. Anyway, boys, that's it. We'll um we'll get Clousy on next week. He's literally just messaged me a picture of him in a a poncho, a clear you know those rain clear rain ponchos you get rain max, yeah. yeah rain max in front of. I think it's the ABBA. Well, it is the ABBA like sign, but he's back on Strava. If anyone's keen to have a look, he's done two five k runs. I think getting back. Bye, boys. There you go. Speak again. Yeah. Bye. See you later. Bye. Yeah.